This is the first time. Chirp Radio's live storytelling and music series recorded at Martyrs in Chicago's North Center neighborhood. Here's your host, Jen Sodini. Up next, comedian Fran Hoffner. Um, she is quite credentialed. She was just named the best rising comic from Chicago Magazine. And Chicago's got a pretty deep bench to use a stupid baseball sports analogy. She's the, uh, ri- she's the digital editor for The Onion. So, you know, that's not too shabby. Um, and she's going to be performing a Chicago underground comedy at the Beat Kitchen August 23rd. Give a big round of applause for Fran Hoffner. Thank you so much. So when I was 20, I studied abroad in London, England. Um, And I know you look at me and you say, that's a very obnoxious sentence from a girl in a very obnoxious shirt. Um, But it's a true one. And here's another true sentence, is that the second I landed in London, everything felt wrong. Um, Homesickness for me wasn't so much I need to go back home so much as it was everything feels bad and out of place. I felt bad and out of place. I spent my entire first day asleep. My roommates, or my flatmates, um, as I would call them for the next six months, banged on my door to go to dinner, to go to pubs, nothing. When I woke up around 10 the next morning, one of my flatmates was banging on my door again. None of them had seen me since I wheeled two oversized suitcases into my room and locked the door. After a long series of knocks, she said, finally, the least you can do is come to breakfast. I pulled myself out of bed and joined two other girls I lived with um, for breakfast at a cafe down the street where I had what was my first of what I'm pretty sure was hundreds of English breakfasts. Now, if you're not familiar with English breakfast, allow me to give you a walkthrough. People are going to tell you that English food is gross. That's true. (laughs) English breakfast is disgusting. Um, It is the opposite of brunch. It is pure salt and it is pure grease. There is literally no ego to it. It's like the epitome of comfort food and it's hangover food kind of idealized. The breakfast restaurants in London don't have like cute names. They're not called like squirrel or jam or crunch. Um, (laughs) The place that we went to was truly just called cafe. And it was right next door to another breakfast restaurant, also called Cafe. Um, And here's what you got in the number four, which is what I would get when I would go. Two oozing strips of back bacon, two plump sausages, a hearty scoop of baked beans, french fries, two slices of toast, a fried egg, and a pile of hash browns. Um, Yeah, that's a number four. Um, Now, before I left for study abroad, a lot of my older friends who had already gone told me I was going to lose weight while I was gone. Um, They said, in Europe, it's so great. You walk everywhere. The portions are smaller. I I lost 10 pounds super easily. Um, I can say now, with five years of retrospect, I lost no weight in London um, at all. Um, It was about a month into my study abroad when I was just starting to, like, get the hang of it and level out a little bit that my parents told me over Skype that my mom had been diagnosed with cancer. They caught it early. It was going to be manageable. There was nothing to be worried about, they told me five minutes after telling me my mom had cancer. 
I process this very quickly, which is to say I did not process it at all. Um, I asked if I could come home. I asked when I could come home. Um, but there wasn't going to be any money available for that. I followed up that, the end of that conversation with like a dumb aside, some comment, stupid, like, well, it's nice dad doesn't have to be at work so we could have this conversation together. And my parents looked at each other curiously. The pause was too long. Dad should be at work, right? I asked. Well, they started and then took another heavy sigh. On a good day that fall, I would drag myself out of bed for breakfast at the cafe. Some, sometimes my flatmates would come with me, but either way, I'd sit there and enjoy my number four, shoveling potatoes and sausage and beans into my mouth just before class. I know it wasn't good for me, but it felt good for me. I developed kind of an order, a routine. I'd start with the egg, cut it so the yolk could split open, and then go to the meats, from there the potatoes and the fries, um, and then finish off with the toast and the beans, kind of scooping everything up onto the bread that I hadn't already gotten. The other routine I happened to pick up at that time was drinking. There was a convenience store across the street from my flat that sold two bottles of wine for four pounds. That's like seven dollars. Um, and let me tell you, that's a bargain. Um, so I took advantage of that more often than not. And I will say the drinking helped in some ways. It let me open up to strangers. I got better at making friends when I went out. But I also drank on nights where I didn't go out. I'd drink alone in my room, pouring glasses of wine until I fell asleep. The next morning, I'd drag myself out of bed, hungover as shit, and go get a breakfast down the street. This continued basically well into the winter, when two days before Christmas, I drank myself so heavily, I found myself cheek to curb in an alleyway I didn't know outside of a pub I didn't know. By found myself, of course, I mean I was found by a friend. Um, I had blacked out for nearly 12 hours and then spent the next two days alternating between puking my brains out and sleeping. I finally awoke, no longer hungover, on Christmas Day itself, just in time to Skype with my family. We miss you so much and we wish you were here, they told me, and I told them I wished I was there too. I felt anxious and guilty and sick and wrecked. I was so desperate and so hungry and aching to go home. After Christmas, I started to clean up my act. I had gotten scared, to be honest. Um, no one was really taking care of me, so I had to be the person to take care of myself. Um, first and foremost, I stopped drinking. Um, I didn't touch alcohol until I was back in the States later the next year. Um, almost instantly, I started trying to feel better. I started setting alarms in the morning. I wasn't sleeping until 3 p.m. anymore. Um, I started taking myself to see movies or plays at night instead of going to the pub outings that my flatmates went on. Um, I did not, however, stop going to breakfast. They were just so bad and also so good. <laughs> By February, the cafe had stopped charging me. Um, and at this point, I was also just going alone. Um, the rest of my flatmates had been like, this is not good for us health-wise. Um, so I would go and I would sit at a two-person table. I would watch British MTV um, for half an hour while I ate. Um, and then I would go, kind of bloated and exhausted, um, to my class. Um, and I started to kind of fall into this routine of if I could make it to breakfast, I could make it through the rest of the day. And in my final two weeks in London, um, I had a friend come and stay with me, which felt sort of rare and wonderful. Um, he had been studying abroad in Spain and was flying back home through London, um, 
And the first thing I told him when he told me he was going to come stay with me was, we have to go for an English breakfast. Um, he agreed, sight unseen, um, with absolutely no idea what he was getting into. Um, so we went his first morning, and we gorged on toast and sausage and beans. It felt really intimate and nice um, to spend time with someone who hadn't been around me as I had kind of self-destructed over the past six months. Um, so I told him about my family, about my mom's recovery and my dad's continued job search. Um, I told him I wasn't drinking anymore, and he was the first person I told about what had happened around Christmas. And then he said, I promise you, midway through a bite of toast, you know this isn't your fault, right? It was a question no one had asked me in the past six months. And the it's and it's not your fault could have meant any of it. Um, the drinking, my family, cancer, depression, addiction, money, whatever, any of it. Um, and he didn't let me answer, but instead continued on and added, you're a good person, you didn't deserve any of this. And that was when, for the first time in six months, I tasted relief. It washed over me, which is the writerly way of saying I burst into tears on the spot. Um, it wasn't my fault. I was a good person. I didn't deserve this. And so much guilt and anger and sadness had weighed on me through this past winter. I had never felt more at fault um, or more away from where I needed to be. Um, but it also felt like a new day. And in fact, there had been so many new days where I hadn't done anything but make it to breakfast. And I'm not going to tell you that breakfast saved my life because I understand that we're talking about breakfast. Um, but I will tell you um, that breakfast kept me going um, day after day through both my self-destruction and my recovery. Was it also destroying my cholesterol at the same time? Yes, absolutely, 100%. Um, but the ritual of coming back um, had given me a reason to keep going. I needed the salt and the coffee and the grease and the baked beans. I needed the relief of making it through another morning. Um, for now though, I was gonna finish my breakfast with my friend who was in town and I was gonna take him on a tour of the city and I was gonna feel, if not momentarily, absolved uh, of my sins. I thanked him for what he said because it had truly helped and then went back to picking up beans with my piece of toast and I, won't tell you that relief tastes as good as breakfast, but I will tell you it came very close. Thank you.
You've been listening to a Chirp Radio podcast of our live storytelling and music series, The First Time. Our storyteller was Fran Hoffner, and The First Time 4 performed London Queen by Charlie XCX. The First Time 4 is Steve Frisbee, Liam Davis, Gerald Dowd, and Scott Stevenson. To hear more First Time pieces, check out the series' website, firsttime.chirpradio.org. And you can find other podcasts produced by the station at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Chirp Radio. Hear what's next.